this time of the morning on a Sunday morning that we go straight to the UK and our man Brandon Smith is on the ground. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. How are you? Good, or should I say good evening? It is a good evening. It's a lovely evening here. Nice you've and fi- sunny. you finally got yourself some spring. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's a bit late, but we've got it's beautiful 16 degrees today. <laughs> nice and sunny. Absolutely gorgeous. And I was sitting here reminiscing when you were talking at the beginning of your show uh, about the cracker night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember it as a kid in Australia? Oh, I do. Do you remember throwdowns? Yes. Those things that popped when you threw them on the on the concrete. Yeah, and, and guys used to chase other guys with it and throw down and make them jump. That's it, yeah, yeah. We used to drive the teachers nuts with them back in the 70s. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad you reminded me of that. We've been having some great stories throughout the morning about people reminiscing about Cracker Night. 29 years ago today that it was banned. It was the last one in 1986. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's gone quick, hasn't it? It's too scary for words. I don't completely miss it because we have a thing called Guy Fawkes Night here in the autumn. Well, that's where... we where... have bonfires and crackers and everything. So I've, I've got a little bit of it still <laughs> going on. That's where it originally started, of course, Empire Day and, uh, and Guy Fawkes Day. And then yeah. for some reason it kind of morphed itself into the Queen's uh, long weekend for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, somebody else will tell me, but that's uh, that's nostalgia. We'll uh, we'll chat about that in uh, in a, another time. But we'd love to know what's going on in in your neck of the woods and uh, what's Lloyd Bank been up to. Uh, Lloyd's Bank, yeah, which is one of the banks that was uh, bailed out by the government, has been in strife again. Um, Lloyd's was uh, fined after uh, the they've already paid um, the fines out for mis-selling. Uh, payment protection insurance and so far they've had to spend about 10 billion pounds in compensation for that but so they will find this week another 117 million not for the mis-selling but the way they've handled the compensation scheme wow that's that's yeah. that's a big fine there brandon it's a record fine it's a new record here um Surpassing the last bank uh, who got hit was actually NAB subsidiary Clydesdale Bank, and they were uh, recently this year um, fined £21 million for their um, mismanagement of the refund process as well. Wow. Well, that's a drop in the bucket compared to, uh, compared to Lloyd Bank. What did the government bail them out? What, how much did the government bail them out when the, when the uh, global financial crisis was on? I, I think from memory it was the best the best part of, of 35, 40 billion. Oh, my goodness. They did own 40% of the banks. They've since, over the last year, sold that down. Mm. Um, the government still owned 20% of the bank. Just extraordinary. Yeah, it's Incredible. a double whammy for Lloyds this week because they've also been fighting in the uh, courts to, um, to be able to buy back bonds that they issued in the GFC to raise capital. And uh, those bonds have extremely high interest rates on them. And uh, the High Court has uh, ruled them over and said, no, you've got to honour the contract, which is also going to cost them about an extra billion pounds over the next five years. Whoa. Yeah. That's monopoly money, money, isn't it? (laughs) It's big money. It's insane. sure is. Goodness gracious me. Um, Now, your illegal uh, immigrants problem seems to be coming from lorries. Tell me more. 
Yeah, this is quite quite uh, unnerving, actually, and not because of the numbers this week. They caught 68 this week, which came in four lorries through a port over in uh, Essex, and they've uh, charged four Polish drivers under suspicion of aiding illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. And um, the, 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 the interesting thing here, though, is that they've admitted that 94% of lorries aren't even checked. So they actually don't know how long it's been going on or how many have gotten through. Wow. So so explain how it happens. Where does the lorry come from? The lorries come over from the continent. Ah, so they come from Europe. That's right, usually from Belgium or Calais. Now, Calais is um, highly policed and they're they're quite organised with the French government. I mean, they've stopped stopped 41,000 from getting across from Calais uh, in the last year. But because the, um, uh, the drivers of the lorries, if they're found uh, trying to cross with people, it's an instant £1,000 fine. Mm. So they've been starting to take different routes and coming up through Belgium. And it's not as heavily policed over that side as it has been in Calais. And where are these people hidden in these lorries? Oh, it, it, these ones that were particularly found, they were found actually in, in um, uh, shipping containers on the back. <gasps> But they, they've been known to hide, you know, up under the bottoms of mm. lorries, inside, on the roof, wherever they can get on. They literally, as the lorries come in and be checked and weighed, um, people will scramble to get on them. It's, it's amazing how <sighs> it's actually frightening that mm. the vast majority, they don't even check. They don't even check. Yep. Yeah. So what, what control? Have you? you can't have any control whatsoever, can you? Well, it's it's frightening because, as I've said before, I mean, we've got there's 200,000 odd illegals that have arrived through Greece and Italy so far uh, in the last year. Um, and as the news reporting, you may have heard, there's there's a massing, they reckon, up to half a million are amassing uh, in Libya to try and make the voyage to Europe. And it's frightening because they can't cope with them. So mm. they get let out into the community pretty much straight away and then start making their way across the continent, and a large portion try and come up to the UK. Oh, dear. I mean, we've all got problems, obviously, the world over, but for us it's a little harder because we're a lot further away and uh, and we're an island. But it's, I mean, I know you guys are an island too, but uh, when you've got... Uh, several ways in which you can drive, train, bus, uh, and get into uh, into your country, it does make it even harder, doesn't it? Well, it, it makes it harder from that logistics sense. Yeah, to um, control it, I mean. Yeah, yeah, mm. to control it, absolutely. And also we have this problem with the European um, Human Rights Bill because once they're here, um, it's very hard to deport them. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, you know, it's hats off. It's Australia, actually, even though... Uh, Internally, I know that you've had a lot of debates about the approach that the government has taken there to stop the boat. Mm. But it seems that if you don't take a very hard line, you never get on top of it. Yeah, well, I don't know how hard a line we're taking. I mean, there's a lot of talk over here, Brandon, but, you know, not not too much are happening. Really? Mm, Unfortunately. You know, what happens is that everyone's got all the right ideas, and they go, no, we're not going to let them back, blah, blah, blah. And then some legal eagle comes along and goes, ah, you're not allowed to do that because of this. Yeah, it's it's the problem. If if they don't start and take a hard line, I don't think they're ever going to stop it. No, no, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, they come in, statistically it's well known that after five years, very few of them have jobs. They become a drain on the welfare state, a drain on the schools, a drain on the hospital system. Uh, we, we've 
had that here for years. Mm. Mm. And, and everything is creaking. It's a breaking point. Mm. Oh, well, as I said, uh, you know, you're not Robinson Crusoe, but that doesn't make things any better, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, just on a lighter note before I let you go, uh, Top Gear, what's the latest? Oh, the lovely Top Gear. I tell you, this is a better drama than EastEnders. <laughs> Apparently, rumour has it that the BBC have, have uh, offered to double the salaries of Hammond and May to come back to the show for next season. Oh, I see. This doesn't so, include Clarkson, I hear. Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but if you remember before I reported there, the technicality of the way Clarkson uh, left mm. in that they haven't technically sacked him. Yes. They just didn't renew his contract. <laughs> so, it, look, it wouldn't shock me if, if, they, if, if Hammond and May agree to go back, it wouldn't shock me that they'll be alone for a season and then the following season when it's all quietened down, Clarkson would reappear. I can, I can see that writing on the wall. Or, or he might make guest appearances. But do you think Hammond and May could, could retain the audience or do you think Clarkson is, is the pivotal person? Oh, I think that they've got a... Ch- I, Clarkson has always been the, the driving force um, behind it before sort of May and Hammond came on board. But mm. I think they've been there long enough to enable a transition period if, if Clarkson didn't ever go back to it mm. in that format. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it also depends on what the other networks are, are throwing at them for them to be a, a trio. I mean, it's yeah. quite possible that uh, one of the other private networks is, is throwing them more money uh, in their <laughs> face to, uh, to, to go to them. So it's a, it's a bit of a wait and see. How come we don't get that problem, Brandon? How come no one's fighting over how much they're going to pay us? <laughs> um, I don't know. Perhaps it's a historical thing where the, the, the opportunities for those megabucks um, probably still don't really exist in Australia like they do abroad. <laughs> oh, well. Never mind. So people are probably more happy just to have the job. <laughs> well, that's true too. Great to hear from you. You too. Thank you. We'll look forward to uh, tapping into you at the same time next week. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a good week. You Bye. too. Bye for now. That's Brandon Smith. He's our man. He's our Aussie man in the UK. And just a few things that are happening um, over, over, over in the old dart. There you go. Just to bring you up to speed.